Hello and welcome to Infinite Pixels. My name is Jordan. With me this week is... Hi, I'm Ryan. Returning. Yes. From the dead. Yes, I did die. And that's, um, you said, well, the show must go on and had Jeff on the podcast. Yep. Uh, like it was nothing, almost immediately. Uh, but now I've come back from the dead, so here we are. Yep. That was exactly what happened. Yep. Why did you say it like that wasn't what happened? <laughs> What, what are you talking about? Uh, you know what, speaking of death, the the main character of our the game that we played this week was an angel. Oh. I didn't even do that on purpose. Yeah, no, that's just the that's the kind of banter we have, Jordan. We're just so uh, We're so good at it. We're so charismatic. <laughs> are we charismatic or I think I think we're just uh, lonely and used to talking to each other. I think that's the main thing. You're lonely? Uh, Do you I have mean, a big family? <laughs> I'm just doing a bit. I'm not actually lonely. <laughs> and I'm, well, not I'm doing a bit, too. I'm not actually lonely. Dead air. <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't know what to say. Let me see if I... <laughs> Maybe I won't cut that silence out. <laughs> Just ten seconds of silence where we're both looking at each Just other. Somebody like, will look down at their phone and be like, Did the show stop? You should leave that in. You should absolutely leave that in. Hang on. What sucks is we don't have like microphones that completely cancel out sound. So people could probably hear the stuff in the background. People can hear the wind. So they'll be like, oh, clearly, like they're just doing a bit. (laughs) Instead of just my phone broke. That sucks. This microphone, uh, also, when you stop talking, it like increases volume. Like when, when you talk, it gets, it equalizes. So, like, if we stop talking, it definitely gets. Increases its reception to pick up the wind blowing at the window outside. But Great. This is a gaming podcast. We're talking about... We're not talking about anything. We're doing an old, uh, old uh, kind of funny where we, we don't introduce the show till 20 minutes in. Yeah, we're going to have 20 minutes of pre-show, except we're just going to be completely silent. <laughs> that would be pretty good. Oh, but we do, we do need to record this. It's been a while. It's even been a while since I recorded. So... But what did we play this week? Uh, we played Kid Icarus at my request. Yes, your request. So, uh, I didn't do like any research on Kid Icarus. <laughs> um, one, because I was just tired and I'm moving. But two, because I was like, I don't really want to play this. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, can you tell me a bit about Kid Icarus, Ryan? Uh, Kid Icarus, um, I think the way most people would know There's it. children yelling in the background, sorry. That, that's actually really appropriate. We're playing Kid Icarus, and we have the window open, and you can hear kids playing outside. Yeah. So it's it's a very, it's a kid-themed episode, which there are not enough of, frankly. But uh, Stop right there. <laughs> uh, we played Kid Icarus, and um, for anyone who doesn't know this game, uh, it's the game that Pit is from. Pit is... The angel guy in Super Smash Brothers, uh, who a lot of a lot of people know, Pit. Uh, he's from the series Kid Icarus, and the first game in this series was for the original Nintendo, the NES, and it released in uh, North America in 1987. So it's a uh, uh, 8-bit. 2D. I thought it was 86. I think it was 86 in Japan, 
okay. 87 in Europe, but it was 86 or 87. Okay. Uh, it doesn't matter uh, if we're right or wrong. Let's just assume that we're, we're correct 100% <laughs> of the Jeez. time. Jeez. This is not an educational podcast. but Not at all. Uh, yeah, and, and actually, uh, funny enough, um, this game came out the same year as Zelda, uh, the same year as uh, Metroid, uh, and the same year, I believe, as the first Super Mario Brothers game for the Nintendo Entertainment System as well. I thought that... really? I, I know it was at least... Kid Icarus came out at the same, t- at the same year as the first Zelda game and the first Metroid game. I know that for certain. Okay. But, uh, yeah, and it's... But it's, it's funny because, um, you know, obviously uh, Zelda and Metroid went on to become some of Nintendo's most uh, popular uh, game series, and um, Kid Icarus, for whatever reason, fell by the wayside, despite being developed by the same uh, team that made Metroid. It was not the same uh, year as Super Mario Brothers. Okay, that makes sense. In, in the United States. The United States... Mario Brothers, Super Mario Brothers came out in 85. The same with Japan, it was 85. Uh, and then uh, in the UK and Australia, um, it came out the same year as oh. Kid Icarus. Okay, gotcha. So, I mean, that makes Mario's the main franchise. That makes sense they released that first. But I don't think it came out in... Kid Icarus came out in uh, Australia for... Um, the NES uh, is what I'm looking at. I don't know about that. I I'm reading know. Wikipedia. So. Sure, sure. It, it, I, well, it came out in Japan, Europe, and North America, so maybe Australia didn't get it. You know? This is too violent. Uh, angels. <laughs> angels are known for being very violent, archaic characters. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, uh, so Pit is from Kid Icarus. Kid Icarus is an old-school Nintendo franchise. Did you uh, have any context for what this game looked like before we played it? Yes, I played Kid Icarus. Perhaps on the like brawl demo was that one of the ones that was included? Yep, because I played it too. Uh, I played it on that, and I think I bought it on the Wii eShop. Um, and I went, "This sucks," <laughs> and I put it down. Um, because the game, it doesn't suck. I, I will say I did enjoy the way that I played this game. But it, it, it is very difficult. It's unforgiving, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's very difficult. Um, but it does have ways to save your progress. Yeah. So well, there's uh, that. Actually, um, this game... So in on the original Nintendo, it had a password system. Yeah. To so if you made it far enough and you died, it would show you a password that said sacred words, and the kid could write that down in their note notepad. And then uh, if they had to turn their Nintendo off and come back later, they could go to the password uh, screen and enter their password and get back to where they were. Yeah. Um, and that apparently also uh, in Nintendo Power, they would give out sacred words like codes for that if you put them in the password screen. Uh, they would take you to different parts of the game. Uh, okay. Like, like almost like, not like cheat codes, but just like, here, try this code and see if you have fun. So, uh, I have a question, because I did not use the Sacred Words, because I played this on the NES emulator that's on the Nintendo Online for the Switch. Yep, that's how I played it. And I did not use the passwords at all, because the handy-dandy emulator has a... Uh, 
a way to create suspend points. So you can essentially save wherever you want, and you can rewind, I think like, uh, like what, like 20 seconds or something? I never used the rewind function. I was constantly using the rewind function. I was, if I died or did something I didn't like, I would just reload my previous save file. Um, the suspend thing is really, really helpful, because yeah. you would, um, other games have done it before, uh, notably the Forza series, I think starting with three, maybe, I didn't play one and two, uh, but Forza has, like, you just hit a button, and if you, like, crashed, it'll just rewind, like, to a place, like, to, like, a good point for you. Um, it doesn't even, like, it's not, like, a set point in Forza, it's just, like, here you go, like, we think that this will work. Yeah, it's, it's just, like, a way to keep you playing, because, yeah. you know, it, uh, it, it's just easier for the player, you know, it really sucks, especially in a game like Kid Icarus, to make progress and then die and have to start all the way over. I think um, playing with the on the Nintendo Switch online and having the ability to uh, save at any point and just restart from wherever you want is the probably the ideal way to play this game. In the modern era, yeah, because yeah. it's, it's just... Like, passwords were made because there was no way to save your progress mm -hmm. back yeah. in the day. Like, I'm... I'm Pretty sure if they could, they probably would have implemented a save system. Well, and and there there's like, you know, the uh, Zelda, which does have a save system. Yeah, interestingly enough, um, in uh, when Kid Icarus first came out in Japan, um, the disc system, the uh, the Famicom uh, disc system. Yeah, the Famicom disc system, which I believe was Japan only. It never. It was out. yeah. Yeah, so North America and Europe didn't get that. Uh, but the Famicom con disc system... Famicom. Famicom? It's fa it ends with an M. Sorry, excuse me. The Famicom disc system. It's got all the extra M's on there. Make sure that... No. <laughs> it has 15 M's at the end, so you have to really... Uh, but no, that, I think that did have the ability... It just had... It was uh, better hardware. It had more processing power, I think. And the ability to save more memory. Um, but, uh, so, certain games you could save over there, but when Kid Icarus was uh, uh, transported, uh, I don't want to say localized, but when it was shipped out to... Localized is probably the right word, though. Sure. To the United States and Europe, or North America and Europe, um, it was the first Nintendo cartridge to have a chip that I wrote down, uh, the MMC1 chip. Uh, so basically, in, uh, what the MMC1 chip did was uh, get even the playing field between uh, North America and Europe's Nintendo Entertainment System and Japan's um, Famicom Com? Famicom Disk System. Hardware-wise. How dare you burp. Yeah. I'm talking about the MMC1 chip. <laughs> uh, but So uh, Kid Icarus was the first game to have that, so it was, it was interesting to learn that it had this kind of uh, technical um, notoriety. Uh, and that uh, allowed it to have enough, um, I think, processing powers, the, the phrase, to, or memory maybe, to have the, the reliable um, sacred words password system in lieu of saving. It wasn't quite up to the ability to save, but it had, uh, you could do that password system, whereas previous games without the MMC1 chip would not have been able to do something like that, uh, apparently, based on what I, I learned about the game. Yeah. So uh, that was, I was not expecting Kid Icarus to be 
like a hardware uh, trendsetter or a hardware like. I was not expecting anything special about this game's hardware, so that was that was very interesting to learn. It seems like this game is pretty like notable if you if you just take a look at it, like from a like a perspective, like a stor- historical perspective, because it's doing a lot yeah. at the time. Uh, the it's got like hidden experience points. It's got uh, like. Um, power-ups based on like how much you score um, it's got several endings mm-hmm. that are all tied to like what items you're getting or your score or whatnot um, uh, and that's like completely different than like something like Zelda which people go like this is an open world like I've seen people say that Z- like Legend of Zelda is an RPG I'm like not in the way that we think about them today. Yeah. Um, Kid Icarus. Yeah. Much more like an RPG. Yeah. Um, I was, and again, I only played this game before this. I only played it in Brawl's like emulator. So I wasn't prepared for any kind of RPG elements. Yeah, I had read about them. And I had seen the, this game played. But again, it was like, this, this game is so like difficult and weird that I was just like, I don't want to even try so like beating the first level in this I like texted you I was like I can't believe I beat the first level in Kid Icarus because I remember I would get to uh, the a certain part in the in the first level and I would just like die on over and over again yeah so can you describe what you do in Kid Icarus so uh, the gameplay is uh, basically it's a 2d side scroller uh, it has an emphasis on platforming and shooting combat, as far as the gameplay goes. Um, so you advance by either going up or uh, going in like a dungeon, kind of left to right. Like it's it's an interesting mix, as far as like uh, platforming goes. It's kind of like uh, Mario in that sense. But then when you get to a dungeon, it plays more like Metroid. Um, yeah. But the the main way of it, the only way of attacking, really is um, firing a bow, which is, think like Samus's arm cannon in Metroid, or I was getting a lot of vibes of uh, Mega Man's uh, arm cannon from the Mega Man games. So it's it's like a, a good old-fashioned jump and shoot. Yeah. Um, you, you're, as Ryan said, you're progressing vertically and, and horizontally uh, through level, and like it's it starts vertically. Which arguably is like the more, can uh, more difficult way to that this game presents its levels, um, because if you play something like Mario, at the time you're just progressing horizontally, left to right, and the only thing you really have to look out for are holes, um, and in this game, or excuse me, and then in Mario, later you'll get levels where like the mushroom levels where you have still progressing left to right but like they'll have larger holes that you can fall into Mm -hmm. so it's like you know it's progressing in that way to be like teaching you how to what you have to avoid and whatever but this game starts off right off the bat with just like hey you have to go up and if you fall to the bottom of the screen you're dead the only other way that you can survive is if you get an item, you get a feather, which a feather will allow you to 
uh, like rise up once you fall. You still, I had that happen a couple times, and the game doesn't tell you, um, oh, if you then hold the A button, you like you'll rise up further as you have that feather. So like you'll only get to a certain height with that feather and then just stay put. Um, and if you don't hold the A button to go higher, you'll just fall again. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't, I never used the feather, honestly. Yeah. I did it a few times just to like, like, okay, what's this like? I, right. I probably will rewind, but like, I want to, I want to at least experience this. I was like, I did that a couple times. I was like, wait, why am I not like on the platform that I needed to be on? I thought he would like fly all the way back up to the platform, but I guess they didn't program that so they're like once you we'll get you to a certain height and then you have to get yourself to the rest then you do it yeah yeah oh that's interesting i I wouldn't have there's a lot that uh this game doesn't tell you yeah i went and i read um i i i read us on a website called strategy wiki because they had like here's all the power-ups here's all of the items um uh and i was looking at a guide at the time but as I was figuring out, uh, like playing through, I think I got through like the last, or excuse me, the like, the first couple other levels by watching like video walkthrough, and then it was like, oh, like these levels are pretty straightforward, so I'll just go from there on my own, like just trying to finish it, um, unless I got to the dungeon levels. Yeah, so. those I enjoyed playing the dungeon levels on my own. Um, and like figuring them out, but it was they're very they can be kind of sprawling, and if you don't know what to do, there's no like yeah. This game is from an era where it was like if you don't know what to do, you could easily get stuck. Yeah, you have to have an instruction booklet yeah. because that's you know the way that they teach you how to play because you don't have a tutorial that's teaching you because at that time tutorials were probably not thought of as you needing to program them. Just drops you into the game. yeah. Um, the game starts and you have stuff upstairs. Oh my god, did someone just fall? <laughs> no, that's like, there's animals that are either in the attic or like, uh, on my roof. What, really? Yeah. That's like a raccoon or something? Yeah. Oh or my like a god. possum. That's cool. Yeah. I'm surprised you haven't heard it. No, that, that sounded like it was like five feet away from us. No, like, I don't think this, this ceiling is very thin. <laughs> Or thick, I mean. So, uh, you just hear oh, that. I can hear them. Yeah. And we've complained about it, and they're like, we don't know what to do. <laughs> you could get an exterminator. And they're like, well... They're like, that would cost money. Yeah, why don't I just deal with weird scratches all the time? Yeah, so you'll hear that in, like, the middle of the night. Which I'm sure... I don't know what you would feel about that if you just were, like, like in bed. And then, like... <laughs> like, you will hear it where it sounds like... It'll just be completely silent, and then it'll sound like it's running across oh, God. the room. We're like, <laughs> like, it's like a demon is coming to kill you. Yeah, and you'll be like, what the? Dude, if anything, it's I would be worried animal. that the ceiling is gonna break and a raccoon's gonna fall. Yeah, uh, my brother was worried about that, and I was like, ah, whatever. Dude, raccoons will rip your fucking face off too. They're, I'm not kidding. I They're... saw a possum. Oh, by the are, yeah. by the trash can here once. Did you? Um, it just ran away. Okay. I, I like was like oh hey and it was like <laughs> <laughs> you would have said hey possum how's it going and then it hissed at you yeah I guess you didn't want to talk basically 
Anyway, what were we back to about? stupid Kid Icarus. Anyway, actually, um, let's let's have a possum podcast for the rest. All of right, this possums were invented in <laughs> the year zero by <laughs> God. <laughs> uh, fuck, what were, Kid Icarus. Speaking of God, Kid Icarus. Uh, the beginning of the game. I don't even think it tells you, does it? I you have to. I didn't watch the like startup screen. Like the, the oh, de- like the if demo you sit screen. on the no, I didn't watch the demo screen. Yeah, I just I was know, like, I don't, I know what to do. Yeah, was, uh, it's yeah. a jump and shoot. I just yeah. jumped and shoot. Um, you have to rescue Palutena mm-hmm. from Medusa, um, and you're an angel named Pit, and have to just jump and shoot to go to a Skyworld. Is she in Skyworld or is she in? Um, just like the head. Yes. No, okay. I think the plot of the game is Medusa took over Skyworld and threw Pit down into the underworld. Ah. Uh, and okay. that's why you have to that's why there are vertical levels, because the idea I think is you're ascending up back to Skyworld. Yeah, because it's fun. I think the first level is or the first area, because there's three levels that you play that are usually vertical or horizontal. Mm-hmm. And then you play a dungeon level, uh, and then there are three of those like worlds. Mm-hmm. Then it goes, but you're right. It goes underworld, then it's the surface, yeah, like then it's sky world, yep, and I then it's Medusa. Yeah, I believe that's the order. Yeah, that it is. Um, so uh, it's it's you said it's like made the same as Metroid. Um, it is like pretty similar to Metroid in the fact that you have to gather these items like um like there are multiple bonus items there's things like uh arrows that you'll get by you have to complete like challenge rooms or no there's different things for challenge rooms Mm -hmm. the 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 arrows uh, i was reading there's like a hidden exp system that we talked about before dude it's before you get it it's the game does nothing to convey this. No, to you. it does absolutely nothing. A kid playing this in 1987 would not have been able to figure this. Um, out. I think it's written in the instruction manual. I was trying to see if I thought there was a way to read the instructions on the NES like on the emulator switch. Yeah. Sw- switch emulator, and I couldn't find them because I wanted to just read them to f- to figure it out. And you can find it online. It's on the. It's on. You can find the instruction booklet on Nintendo's website. Yeah, oh yeah. I mean, you could in the modern era, you could learn everything about this game before um, you can play it. But uh, uh, the way that you get these arrows, which will increase your damage by one, uh, is you have to earn enough favor with the gods. I think it's Zeus. Yeah, I think it is Zeus. Yeah. And uh, there, uh, you have to when you kill enemies in the game, you get hearts. There can be small hearts, half hearts, and big hearts. Um, and uh, the EXP system depends on how many enemies you kill and how many hearts you're collecting. Uh, the maximum number of hearts you can collect is 99, but you can still like just keep collecting hearts and that'll like matter for enough favor you're gathering for these rooms. Which, if you, uh, if you go into these rooms, and you don't have anything, or if you don't have enough power, uh, uh, enough favor, um, they're just blank. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, uh, and you'll be like, all right, a blank room, I'm getting out of here. I guess this is like a restroom. I'll just yeah. go and, and they close behind you too. Mm-hmm. So 
if you're a kid and you're just playing this and you're like, all right, whatever. But like, those are so helpful because you'll get to like a boss and it'll have like 200 health. Mm-hmm. And you, depending on how many arrows you have, if you, you know, you'll do more damage based on your arrows. You started with like one, and then if you get two, you're doing two damage. Three, you get, and they have a health bar at the bottom. They don't have a health bar, they just have like numbers. So it'll be like 200. So if you have three arrows, you'll do three. So you'll be subtracting three off mm-hmm. of that yeah. 200 over and over again. And I was like, I remember, I think it was like the fourth le- world or third world. I was like, all right. I missed an arrow in the last world. I'm gonna try to get all the arrows in this one. And uh, I went to a room and I, I was like, oh, this is blank, let me rewind. So I rewound it and I sat there for probably like 15 minutes just grinding. And I was like, <laughs> I, I, I'm killing enemies, like I'm killing a lot of enemies. I'm killing most of the enemies that will um, that will attack me. So, like, how much do I need to grind in this game to get favor? Yeah, it's kind of ridiculous, but mm-hmm. it's like impressive that they were able to create an EXP system. No, for especially an EXP system in essentially like an action platformer. It's it's not an EXP system in like a slow paced game. The the game is always throwing enemies at you. The, if you're in like a, um, a a platforming level, like a vertical scrolling level, it, there's not like it, it's not easy platforming. Like towards the end of the game, yeah. there are some parts where you really have to be precise with your jumps. And the the it is good platforming. Absolutely no, I, dude. I mean that's the thing. Like the the EXP system and the RPG system is like shockingly elaborate, um, and I think. Personally, I thought the gameplay was really fun. Yeah, I the, like after a while, I was just like, "This is just kind of fun when you don't have to write a password down every five minutes." Yeah, like I, that's why I'm saying the Switch version is the ideal way to play because if you could just keep going and you don't have to worry about like, because if, if you're playing this on the NES and you die and you have to start the level over, that would be fucking brutal. But if you can just yeah. die and go back thirty seconds, that's it, it's just solid fun, simple jump and shoot gameplay. Yeah. There, there are ways that the game gives you to survive. Mm-hmm. And it actually gives you a lot. Um, so we talked about the feather, but there's uh, there are shops where you can buy items, and there are black markets. Uh, the black markets actually are like almost the better thing that you want to find. Because um, you'll find a room, and it'll have, I think, like, like nine barrels or like pots or whatever yeah yeah and they have question marks on them and you don't know what's inside them and one of them can actually contain a grim reaper Mm -hmm. uh and it will cause like the you to get booted out um but the way that you uh use those black market rooms is it costs i think 10 or 5 hearts to open a pot um, and they can contain uh, mallets that you can use in the dungeon to release centurions, and they can contain other hearts. Um, and uh, the f- you want to open all of them because the final one will contain like a special item. Mm-hmm. And one of them you can get is a barrel, and you get, uh, and the barrel uh, will allow you to hold more. I think it's just wine. <laughs> 
Yeah, I, I think the barrel does... There are children in the background again. Yeah, there's children uh, as the backdrop for our discussion of Kid Icarus. We made that joke again. I know, but I'm just reminding the viewer because maybe they paused and it's been two weeks since they listened to the episode. Yeah. Uh, uh, the barrel, I think, serves the function of if you run out of health, your health automatically gets replenished. Like, it's an yeah. extra life, basically. It's a, it's a fairy in a bottle. Yeah. Because yeah. you can collect wine... And I think you can only carry one at a time. Or may I, I would, when you get wine, your health automatically gets refilled, um, and I you you can keep doing it. Like I, there okay. were certain parts of the game when I found a um, shop and the door wouldn't close behind me, so I would oh. go to the next room and I would just kill a bunch of enemies and farm hearts, and then go back and buy another bit of wine to get my health up. And then okay. go back and farm and go back and... Because I, I think there's wine that just restores your health instantly, and then there's ones that... I think they're bottles. Yeah. And, and like then... potions, I think? Yeah, if you die, then those will get activated. But I think you can only carry one of those at a time, and the wine serves the purpose of being able to carry eight of those mm -hmm. at a time. So, they're like... You want to use those black marker rooms... To try to get one of those you can also have the feathers and like um uh just like a regular like bottle or a wine glass mm -hmm. so and it's yeah that's all that stuff like you get you buy that stuff with hearts which you get by killing enemies and you get experience points to level up by killing enemies also um and you mentioned like you can pick up items to make uh pit more powerful in combat um, which comes in handy for the final bosses or for any enemy, really. Um, but if you're confronting a final boss, there's also the option to... You can get hearts to buy mallets, or you can find mallets in the world, and then when you, you can find little statues of centurion soldiers, which basically just look like angels with, like, armor on. Uh, and you can smash those statues. Oh my god, <laughs> hang on. Kids, you can smash those statues. <laughs> uh, they didn't hear me, but... Oh, man. You can uh, smash the Centurion statues. This is going to sound perfect. Because <laughs> every other episode has sounded impeccable. Uh, it's just, this is the only episode where we've done it in the summer heat. <laughs> it's like 90 degrees out. Yeah. And we're using a Yeti microphone, which picks up everything. And we, we said this before we started recording. It was either have the window open and have kids in the background or have the window closed and have the air conditioner on in the background. Yeah, or have uh, no like air conditioning whatsoever and then we were going to be sweating even more than we already are. Yeah. yeah so it's already getting warm. Eventually we might have to go and do it at Ryan's place because he has AC. <laughs> uh, what was I fucking saying? Uh, you were talking about kids outside. No. Um... <laughs> We are talking about uh, bosses. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so if you smash the Centurion statues, you get the, sol the Centurion soldiers, which don't come into play until the final boss fight. Uh, which, did you ever use Centurions for the boss? Yeah. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Like, you go in the room, and let's say you smashed ten statues, then the Centurions will appear in groups of three and just kind of lunge at the boss for a couple times. They, will, they, they will fire as you fire. Yeah, right. I think they even move they, the direction that you're moving. They lunge at the boss too. Like, I, are they doing damage then? Yeah. Oh. Mm -hmm. But okay. when they they fire, and then when they lunge, they die. That's what kills them. Okay. 
and they it's groups of three. And uh, so if you have ten, you'll get three will come out, fire, and then die. Three will come out, fire, and then die. Three will come out, fire, and then die. One will come out, fire, and die. Um, so you can get, and there's there's like, I think like 25 statues in each dungeon. So you can get a good amount of these guys. Yeah, I would just watch a guide when I when I got to a dungeon. Because I was yeah. like, I don't want to explore. The dungeons are really interesting, though. Mm-hmm. Um, because they're, as you said, they're like kind of Metroid-y. Yeah. Because um, you'll get into them... And it's the only ones that are a maze. Uh, you have to, if you were a kid, you would probably get out a pen and paper mm-hmm. and you would create a uh, map mm-hmm. because you can actually go and pause the game and there's a space for a map. The only way, though, that you can uh, get a map is it's kind of like Hollow Knight um, where you have to first find the map in the dungeon mm-hmm. and then. You have to go buy a pencil, so that your character will then you like draw on the map. Again, surprisingly elaborate for this type of game from this era. Yeah, that's exactly what it is in Hollow Knight. You have to buy a map from the map seller, and then you have to go to a um, bench, and then your character will draw on the uh, map. But I think you have to have a pencil before your character will even draw on the map. Yeah, so there's uh, like things that this that Kid Icarus was doing is is uh, I don't know it probably didn't pioneer that it probably didn't it probably wasn't the first game to do that but it was doing things that were would eventually become like fairly kind of standard gameplay tropes. Yeah, uh, using a pencil for a map. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like collecting a map. Like even yeah. Zelda, you collect maps. Yeah, but like I I thought that was interesting uh, that you collect a pencil because like. You don't do that in Zelda. You just get the sure. map, and you need the compass to be able to see items. I think you need to see that to see where you are, right? In Kid Icarus or Zelda? In Zelda. Yeah, you need the the compass tells you where you are in the map, and I think it also reveals treasure chests. Too. It does. Yeah. But you can at least like see, um, like the map in general. This you can't even see in the map. Like you can't even see how big it is. Yeah. And in Zelda you can at least be like, okay, I know that it looks like this. Yeah. No, Kid Icarus, if you and again, if you don't know that, you kind of just have to wander around the dungeons until you make some kind of progress. Like it Yeah. I think the only thing that's clear pretty quickly in Kid Icarus as far as like the item collecting and the um, RPG elements go is like hearts are currency and if you can focus on that then you can buy items to at least replenish your health or like what does this item do let me buy that and you yeah. can play around a little bit did you ever speaking of the dungeons did you ever get turned into an eggplant yeah we haven't even talked about that that whole element to this game uh, this game is is really charmingly uh, silly it's really weird mm-hmm. and, and silly mm-hmm. and, and there's an enemy in it uh, called the Eggplant Wizard, which is a guy with an eggplant head and one big eyeball and a staff with an eggplant on the end of it, and they throw little 8-bit egg- eggplants at you. Uh, they always appear in groups of two. Mm-hmm. And if you get hit with an eggplant, Pit turns into an eggplant with legs. The Eggplant Wizard does kind of look like... Uh, like, uh, like sometimes... I don't, I don't know what was up with Japan in the 80s or 90s, but like Mr. Popo, Jinx, mm, it's sure. like, oh, okay. <laughs> one you, of those. One of those characters, yeah. all right. So that's not great, but it's also like, yeah, it's silly looking. I don't know what it looks like in Uprising. I, 
Do you know what it looks like? No, I didn't. I tried not to look too much at Kid Icarus Uprising, which for anyone who doesn't know, that's a sequel to Kid Icarus that came out like 20 years after the first game, 25 it, years. Yeah, and it, uh, on the 3DS, mm -hmm. like, um, and I know there was a Game Boy one as well. Yeah, actually, so Kid Icarus. To, uh, to date, there have been three Kid Icarus games. The first one, Kid Icarus for the Nintendo Entertainment System, Kid Icarus of Myths and Monsters for the Game Boy, which interestingly enough, uh, was that game was made in Japan, but it was only released in Europe and North America. It was not released in Japan weird. Uh, originally. Yeah, which is weird, because uh, usually it's the other way around. Um, and then the third Kid Icarus game was Kid Icarus Uprising for the Nintendo 3DS. Which, if, uh, you might enjoy that because it is made by Monster Hero Sakurai. Yeah, that's, so. yeah. There's a, I, again, I try not to read too much about it, because uh, maybe we'll play it sometime, but... It, if we do, I'm going to have to find a 3DS with the little nub or whatever. You don't have or, a, a 3DS with the joystick? No. Oh, I have a I have a launch day one 3DS. Oh, how embarrassing. Which feels like shit. <laughs> I have a 3DS XL. Yeah, and I wish I had one of those. Those like, are awesome. Yeah. Wish I had, because uh, that, that game came with uh, the little uh, twin stick. And uh, without it, I think it's probably fucking bad. It was meant to be used with that peripheral for sure. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, actually, anyway, back to the original Kid Icarus. Well, one little uh, interesting side bit about Kid Icarus Uprising is because uh, this this is where I first heard about Pit was in Super Smash Brothers Brawl. Um, I, I guess technically I heard about Pit in Melee because he had a character trophy in Super Smash Brothers Melee. Did he? I don't remember. Yeah, he did. It looked like his cartoon version. It did not look so like, like the Brawl. art for the NES. Yeah, it, and um, uh, so. I guess when Super Smash Bros. Brawl came out, they were looking for more uh, characters to bring back from Nintendo's 8-bit era, and uh, Kid Icarus was, had become kind of a cult classic game, so they brought in Pit. And when they did, uh, they redesigned Pit, because uh, when the original uh, Nintendo Entertainment System version of Kid Icarus came out, he was kind of cutesy, like uh, Link was originally in The Legend of Zelda. And Masahiro Sakurai, who's the director of the Super Smash Bros. game series, uh, said that he wanted to redesign Pit uh, in the way that Link had been redesigned. Mm. So um, he didn't want to have a cutesy little Pit. He wanted to imagine if Pit had an ongoing game series, what would have happened to his uh, character design? Like, how would the character have changed? So that's why in uh, Smash Bros. and now currently, Pit looks a little bit like an angel kind of warrior anime character. That's funny, because he does look kind of cutesy. Mm -hmm. Maybe that's just because of like the way anime looks like compared to like western sure. style because like you look at uh his uh conversations with palatina and verity um and he's extremely cute yeah in those definitely but the thing is he's cute but his design is still like it's not <sighs> the character is cute but his look is like a a, a thought out kind of uh, character. I, I'm not. I'm not quite saying it right, but in the way that Link in his games can sometimes look cute, but he still looks like uh, like a Hyrule warrior. Uh, I think it's the same with Pit, where he still looks like kind of an angel warrior, but he has he's been uh, updated to be cute in a modern way, not cute in like a retro cartoony kind of way. Yeah. Uh, but his uh, 
um, after his popularity in, or I guess his uh, reemergence into like mainstream Nintendo stuff. <laughs> They're directly below us. <laughs> and, uh, hey, I'm happy kids are having fun. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, Nintendo approached Masahiro Sakurai and they were like, hey, uh, make whatever game you want for the 3DS. It was actually, um, uh, oh gosh, the guy whose face is the main guy from Brain Age. Uh, Satoru Iwata? Yes, Iwata approached Sakurai and said, make whatever you want for the 3DS. And Sakurai wanted to do a third-person shooter. Originally, he wanted to make it a Star Fox game, but he wanted more dynamic flight movement, I guess. So he said, what if we make it a Kid Icarus game? And they were like, yeah, totally. Like, uh, we're not doing anything with Kid Icarus. <laughs> they said, do whatever the fuck you want with that character. Good luck. Um, uh-huh. So it's, it's just funny, like, Pitt was kind of just like a cult classic character in like a more obscure Nintendo game, but a a Nintendo game that was like right alongside Metroid and Zelda uh, in Nintendo's peak in the 80s, but for whatever reason fell by the wayside. Um, It's cool to see it get a resurgence because of Smash, even like a new game because of Smash. Um, And uh, from what I understand, a lot of people loved Kid Icarus Uprising, though I've never played it. But that was the side tangent about Kid Icarus Uprising, and I wanted to say that uh, because I think um, <laughs> I didn't want to talk too much about Kid Icarus Uprising because I wanted to focus on the original Kid Icarus, but I did want to say that because it's the part part of uh, I think the identity of this game is that it's kind of like an underdog. It's like an obscure, uh, a more obscure title in Nintendo's library. I think that informs the way people view it. Like, would you describe Kid Icarus as an A-tier Nintendo series? No, not, exactly. not at all. Yeah, so it's it's interesting to play this game way later, and actually, like, I, I assumed it was going to be, like, kind of clunky, which it is a little bit, but it, it, it surprised me a lot for, for being a D-tier it control well. It controls well. Yeah. And, uh... Speaking of controlling well, we're going to control our uh, thirst, because I need water... It's really hot in here, so right, we're going to take a break real quick. Take we'll a be right back. Okay, you're on. Alright, we are done talking about Kid Icarus Uprising. And we're back done with to, our water break. Yeah, we just took a nice little shower together. We're feeling yep. cool. Uh, Jordan, tell us about Kid Icarus for the Nintendo. Yeah, enough of Uprising. That game sucks. That's on the record. Declaring it now. If you disagree with that opinion, uh, tweet at us. Uh, at... Uh, at, at I don't give a shit. Fuck you. At, at I don't remember our podcast Twitter handle at uh, podcast underscore pixels. Exactly. Please tweet there. But for tweet now, there. Um, Kid Icarus. Anyway, the uh, we were talking about dungeons. We were talking about eggplant. Eggplant wizard. <laughs> in fact, that this is a goofy game. Um, this game's goofy. Pit has a adorable duck. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. I love his duck. Where he he's just he's like crouched, like hunched over, um, and you can't shoot during it. But it's like you can walk during it, and I, <laughs> I almost think he's faster. I don't know if that he is. It but feels like he is. I, he, I don't think he is. I think it's just an optical illusion. It's so cute. You it's can, hilarious. You can duck and move, and it just looks like Pit is squatting and sliding around the screen. Mm-hmm. It's it's beautiful. That's really fun. Like when you get into a room in these dungeons, and there's like a bunch of spikes, and you're just like, I'm gonna duck under a bunch of them. <laughs> it's adorable. Yeah, I, I was surprised in these dungeons, like how 
this is one of those games where you can make out a lot of stuff. So one of the problems with like the the NES is you know they're running off pixel art, so they have to like convey here's what a staircase looks like. You know here's what a tree looks like. Here's you know blah blah blah. Um, so a lot of stuff looks abstract. This game is not that abstract. Like a dungeon looks like you're like I know that this is a ladder. I know that these centurions look like centurions. Like mm-hmm. they're kind of difficult at first. Like I thought they looked like a helmet, but then I was like, oh, they're just like cupids, like fight with like big helmets on. Yeah, basically. Um, and then uh, like the the um, the snakes are pretty easy to interpret, and mm-hmm. like especially like the spike or the the like spikes. I was like, wow, these are just spikes. Like I, there's no. Ifs, ands, or buts. It's not even like a like a Mario Brothers. Like, oh, like here's like a little spike. It's like here's a giant like pike. Yeah, you know, and, of I a mean, spike. Sometimes in games from this era, it would just be like a triangle mm-hmm. coming at you. But no, these these have like a little bit more texture to them. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I thought that was interesting. Same with like I mean like same with the hearts look like pretty well defined. Mm-hmm. They've got like an outline on them and whatnot. Um, but like. Uh, in terms of like silliness, I thought it was funny like the the random interpretation of like the uh, the shop guy being like, will, uh, uh, "Will you? What does he say? Like, will you buy something? I have everything." Yeah, yeah. It's like you don't have everything. <laughs> I have everything. All three things. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Or in um, when you get to the challenge rooms, if you walk out, like you walk in and a guy greets you. I think it's Zeus. And he says, do you want to do this challenge? And then the challenge starts. And then if you walk out without killing any enemies, he pops back up on screen and says, you weakling. Did you ever encounter that? <laughs> no, because I never exited those. I, 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 I was always like, I don't want to fucking do this. Oh, I, I so you, we didn't talk about the challenge rooms, but they basically fire a bunch of like tiles at you. Mm-hmm. And you have to either dodge them because they'll disappear or shoot them and you'll get hearts for that. But, um, uh... Afterwards, you get um, a choice of like a bow, which makes your uh, arrow fly further. Flaming arrows, which like just do more damage. I think. I think so. Yeah. Um, and then the best one, which is like a rod of uh, like summoning or something like that, and it summons two uh, projectiles that then. Uh, circle around pit and the the way that you activate them because at first I was like what do I what do I do <laughs> what am I doing is they will activate automatically uh, at the like beginning of each level um, when you have enough health yeah. uh, and you have to have because they call that power like you can get I, th- I don't know how what's your Mac what your max health is I got five health bars at the end of the game I'm pretty sure that's the max and I think at the start of the game with your base health I think you can take eight hits okay um, or that's like eight points of health but um, each bar is eight more so five times eight is what uh, (laughs) five Five times eight uh, yeah yeah it's 40 thank you Uh, this is a gaming podcast not a math podcast Um, but uh but yeah, you the first one that you get, it'll take, I think, two health bars to be able to get it to activate. And you don't have to have full health for that item to activate. They'll just activate. Yeah. Uh, the second item you get uh, will take two health bars, and the third one will take three. Mm-hmm. Or four. 
Again, I, I think that's um, interestingly dynamic for a game from this era. Yeah, and you can choose which one that you want. So if you're like, well, like the best one I think is still the, the Scepter, but you can be like, okay, I want that one first. So no matter what, if you have like two health bars, which for some reason, like if you just don't score enough points um, and your health doesn't go up at the end of the level, you can still always rely on that. Um, or you might just be like, I want a challenge. Like, I'll take the bow. Like, it's not as useful, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah, there's there's different ways to approach, like, how you want to play. Like, it sounds cliche to say that. Um, but even earlier, like, when we were talking about you can get centurions to help you with the final boss fight. Um, if you, for whatever reason, if you can't upgrade your weapons, um, you can uh, buy or collect mallets and still have the centurions to help you at the final boss. So if you don't, for whatever reason want to do the challenge rooms or if you're just not good enough to do that you can just get these items and you can still get a boost at the end of the level yeah so so it's, it's cool. interesting like it's it's surprisingly layered gameplay mm -hmm. um and in a way that you don't really see um again with with games from this era and uh not only that like that coupled with its like fun character like the eggplant wizards uh like very uh, surprisingly defined uh, sprite art. Yeah, do you like the Grim Reaper? I love the Grim Reaper. <laughs> that was the second note I had. Uh, goofy Grim Reaper is iconic. Yeah, I would always die to him. So the way the, the Grim Reaper works is he'll just walk from left to right on the platform. And when he sees you, he'll like call his little... I think they're mini Reapers. They look like little miniature Grim Reapers. Yeah, yeah. and they, they fly at you um, and there's always four, mm -hmm. and the Grim Reaper will like make a lot of noise. Like it'll be like, bang, bang, yeah. bang, the music bang, stops bang. and changes. It's so yeah. cool, yeah. Um, and he'll jump around, <laughs> and these little mini Reapers like fly at you, mm -hmm. uh, and they like try to chase after you. Um, and they're so super fucking annoying. Yeah, they're really they're really hard to maneuver against. Um, but you can like direct, uh, aim directly up at them, so they're not that difficult. Mm -hmm. Yeah, aiming direct. Uh, we didn't mention that. I guess you can shoot forward and shoot your arrows directly up. Yeah, which c comes surprisingly in handy quite a lot. Like again, they it didn't feel like a tertiary thing. It felt like they really designed um, and certain enemies around firing up. Mm -hmm. uh, and I the the Grim Reaper. Um, it's again like I was surprised that this game had something like this. Like you said, he has line of sight. So if he's facing one direction and you're standing behind him, he won't see you. But if he turns around, then he does his little uh, sound cue and the reapers fly in. Yeah. So what you can often do is you can, if you have a platform below him, is you can just jump while his back is turned. And I was noticing too that when he would get hit, it's almost like he would be like, what hit me? And he'd like turn around. <laughs> do a quick turn, yeah. And then he'd go back to like walk in the next direction, like the direction back. Yeah, he had so much personality. Mm -hmm. And uh, when he activate, when he does his little call to the mini reapers, he, his eyes, well actually, when he's uh, walking around before you activate him, uh, his eyes are represented by one solid line across his face, like a unibrow almost. But when he sees you, and he calls his mini reapers, his eyes bug out, and his mouth opens wide, and he starts like flailing around. So his sprite changes dramatically, and it's really funny. Yeah. Uh, so he's a great, he's super memorable because uh, he's a pain in the ass to deal with. Uh, yeah, he's pretty early in the game. They don't, they don't just go like, ah, like we'll throw this in at like level three or four. It's like, it's pretty close to the beginning. Yeah, I, I'd say it took me it's like maybe the second screen of the game like uh, 
I, I it took me a minute before I understood what his gimmick was. I would just like go and yeah. shoot him, um, but then I'd be like, "Fuck, these little guys keep coming. Where are they coming from?" Um, and I'd be like, "Oh, it's because this guy is seeing that me and calling them to me." I yeah, and normally, like when you you hit an enemy, they'll flash, mm-hmm. indicating that you're doing damage. But while the Reaper is doing his little jumpy call. He doesn't flash, and I don't know if that's like just a programming glitch if he is flashing, but like there's so much stuff that's going on on screen mm-hmm. that he'll just like won't flash at all. But like he he doesn't flash, so you're like I'm hitting him. Is it am I doing a hurt? Like am I hurting him at all? Yeah. So you can really get tripped up by him. Mm-hmm. And that's uh, another fun thing. Like if you do get tripped up by him, you can just hop past him most of the time. Yeah, that's so. what I was doing near the end of the game because this game does do the thing of like, ah, like, we're gonna fuck with you, where where they'll put, like, the Grim Reaper on a platform that's, like, one space, so you can't really, like, try to hit him in the back, Mm -hmm. Um, and then you have to, like, jump uh, on moving platforms, like, upward, and you'll be like, how am I supposed to get past it? So you have to, like, think for a minute, and the further that you get in, they'll, they'll start to have enemies that attack from below. So you start the game and there's like nothing that's attacking from above or below. It's pretty much just the snakes that are on platforms. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they'll have the little uh, like eyeballs that will start to come from above. And then as you get further into the worlds, they start having like octopuses and other enemies that pop up from underneath of you. Mm-hmm. So you'll have to, you'll be going upward you'll try to be progress vertically you'll have shit coming at you from below and you'll be like what do i do yeah sometimes it was kind of cheap feeling like yeah i would be walking and a enemy would pop up from underneath me and right where i was standing and kill me where it's yeah. like, how was i supposed to react to that yeah and you'll have enemies that even on the platform you're standing on they'll appear like they'll spawn on the platform either like in front of you or even like you were saying where you're standing and they'll fire a projectile left or right mm-hmm. yeah. so um there's a lot of stuff that's hitting you yeah. um it's not impossible um uh you can see a lot of speed runs online and like people just playing it on nes but it is really tricky um you definitely got your money's worth if you were a kid being like how do i beat this absolutely i i think uh, it's it's really difficult, but I, the gameplay is fun. So if I was a kid, this would be addicting because it's it's beatable. Yeah, it's definitely a game that's beatable. Mm-hmm. But it's challenging. Yeah, it's for real challenging. Uh, what did you think of uh, any of the 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 bosses? The, the bosses were so easy. Really, I, I did not struggle with any of the bosses. I struggled with the third boss, which is so the first boss. I wrote down the first two names of the first two bosses. Bosses, but then I did not write like any of the other. The third boss down. There's four bosses total. Yeah, yeah. I think the first boss is named Twin Bellows, and I want to say that's the name of a Zelda boss. Twin wasn't the first boss like the lion head thing? Yeah, it's like a dragon. Okay. Um, I again, I I think that that's a Zelda boss. I, I thought it was, I thought it was supposed to be like Cerberus, the three-headed dog guarding the underworld. Did I did I interpret that incorrectly? Hmm. I think you were correct then. I, I think I just looked it up and I see I see his uprising skin. Okay. So I think it was dog 
Snake, Dragon. It is a dog. Face Guy, and then Medusa. I think were the four bosses, correct? Yeah. Um, I, ju- I, I don't know why Twin Bellows, it just stuck out at me as something like, yeah, this is this is supposed to be a... This is from Zelda. Uh, Zelda bot. The name sounds familiar. Well, uh, it may you be know, twin, twin Bellows or something. Twin, um, twin Bellows, maybe? Uh, uh, there's something... Twin Rova is what I'm thinking of. Oh, sure, sure. Who is a uh, boss in Ocarina of Time. Yes. And other Zelda games. Yeah. I think Twin Rova is in Twilight Princess too. No. No, probably not, because that was right after... Never mind. Twin, uh, Twin Rova is not in that game. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, one thing that is in Kid Icarus that is from another game, uh, they don't call it this, but they do have Metroids yes. in Kid Icarus. Yeah. Yeah. They come down from the ceiling. Mm-hmm. And, and they... they they call them something else, but uh, everyone... I mean, this is like... I, I was watching a couple of Kid Icarus videos, and there's mm-hmm. certain trivia. Like, if you watch enough of them, they, they're, everyone's like, here's some Kid Icarus trivia. Did you know yeah. Metroids are in the game? But they don't call them Metroids. So this is like the, the 101 Kid Icarus trivia fact, but they call them like... They're called Kamayoto. Yeah, but they're, they look exactly like Metroids. And in the game's original manual for Kid Icarus... They describe the enemy and they say they look like they're from another world, and it's like, oh, it's a little Easter egg. All right, cool. Yeah. So, uh, but uh, that it makes sense because um, uh, this game was developed by uh, the team that made Metroid. It was uh, one guy, one gentleman, whose name I wrote down. <laughs> uh, what's his name? Guy who made Kid Icarus guy. Satoru Okada? Yes, no. Uh, That's the director. Toru Osawa. He was working on Kid Icarus completely on his own, um, and uh, it was approaching the deadline that he had. Um, and uh, while he was working on Kid Icarus on his own, um, Nintendo's R&D 1 team, I think, was working on Metroid. Uh, they finished up Metroid, and they took two weeks off, and they came back, and uh, Toru was um, making Kid Icarus completely on his own and way behind schedule. So the director of Metroid uh, saw that he was like behind and said, we need to get this game ready for release. And he pulled the, the team that just finished making Metroid uh, onto Kid Icarus and they helped uh, finish it. Um, so the, the uh, Yoshio Sakamoto. The director? Of, uh, of Metroid. Yes, yeah, that, I think that's correct. Um, so, yeah, uh, Metroid and Kid Icarus really are, like, brother and sister game. They're sibling games. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, I, you know... I guess we didn't really talk about one of the other reasons why they're that. I mean, you do collect, like, stuff. But, like, you get... You're supposed to get these three sacred treasures. Mm-hmm. A shield. A helmet. What's the other one oh. you play Smash? It's a, it's a bow, isn't it? Is it a bow? I think it's a bow. Okay. Or or an it must arrow. be because you do you do, um, fire like a better arrow in the final level. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's a bow, or um, maybe it's certain arrows. Light arrows, maybe. maybe. Light arrows are from Zelda, but yeah, but they yeah, could you, be in this. You game. get a helmet, a shield, and a weapon. Yeah, and uh, you can't use them in any levels, which I thought was unfortunate. But it does make it so that the final level is like more exciting because you're like. 
oh, that's what I was getting. Yeah, what did you think of the final level? I thought it was fun. Yeah. I was like, oh, whoa. <laughs> it's I thought it was satisfying. just going to be the, because I had seen like, oh, there's four levels. I'm like, oh, and the last level is just like, you do like one level and then it's Medusa. And I was like, oh, so you're just going to like walk like to Medusa? It's mm-hmm. like, no, it's a, uh, the game suddenly turns into like a side, like a, a what's the word? Um, a uh, on rails shooter, mm-hmm. um, and you have uh, the shield, the helmet, and the the arrows or bow or whatever, and they. Um, uh, oh the, no! It's the wings. I think you get. Oh, is it the wings? Is the wings one of the items? I think I, it is. I couldn't tell you. Sorry, because your your pit is flying in this part. Yeah. He's, uh, he's flying completely, like, on his own. Mm-hmm. The thing with, like, Pit is that he's supposed to be, like, this little... Like, he's Kid Icarus. He's, like, this little kid that that uh, um, that is on his own trying to f- rescue this goddess. Mm-hmm. Uh, all the Centurions are, like, the, like, soldiers, but they've all been turned to stone. Um, he just is the only one who hasn't. It's like, he's the last one there. Yeah. It's kind of like Hercules, like at the end of the Hercules movie. Sure, he's he's the only thing yeah. that can stand up like uh, to all these this uh, Greek Grecian evil because mm-hmm. it is the game has a we didn't mention this even it's like everything looks like Greek inspired like uh, you know um, Greek mythology and whatnot. Um, uh, Politana's based on uh, Athena, and obviously Medusa is a feature from Greek mythology, um, and Pitt is is like the underdog um you know he's like you said he's a little the the little kid who goes through and gets the items and then uh when you get to this third level when you're in sky world it really does make you feel like you've progressed like, yeah uh, you've you've pit has had an arc where he's gotten more powerful yeah and your your arrows um will go through obstacles mm-hmm. uh and you can uh fly like the the screen is completely open i first thought like Oh, like I won't be able to fly like on the ground. Like that's my, that's my uh, barrier. Like my uh, barrier, whatever. I don't know what the word would be. Um, uh, but no, you can fly anywhere on the screen, mm-hmm. um, and that's really cool. I was like, oh, this is awesome. Like I, I suddenly was like, ah, oh, I have a bunch of, I, I have way more joy than I thought I would have playing this game. <laughs> um, well, I mean, part of it is like the first parts of the game. I, I don't think they're bad, but they're tough. Like, they're so arduous that by the time you get to this part, it's something different, and you're way more, like, at an advantage. Mm-hmm. So it, it really does evoke, like, I earned this when you play that part, I think. Yeah. And the, um, man, if I was a kid, this last boss is pretty, like, I got a rhythm down, but it's it's pretty difficult mm-hmm. to beat Medusa. Medusa is, like, uh... Much like Metroid as well, she looks like what Mother Brain kind of looks like on the uh, on uh, the NES and Super Nintendo. Mm, layout wise, yeah. Yeah, where she she actually looks like the doors in Metroid that have eyes on them <laughs> from Metroid Fusion. Um, she's just like a giant face on the side of a wall, mm-hmm. um, and she's sending a snake at you that's just like bouncing off the ground, mm-hmm. and will fire like uh, beams. I think the beams follow you. I, I I think yeah. Her she fires. It's like beam pause, beam pause. Yeah. And I think where you move, they follow you on the screen. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I got a rhythm down where I was like, okay, I can move down, and then like it won't hit me, and I just need to then time it so where 
I have to not get hit by the snake. So I agree with you that if I was a kid playing Medusa, it would definitely be tough. But um, after the fact, I looked online and because I was just I wanted to learn more about Kid Icarus. Yeah. And there is a spot you can you can hover oh. where nothing will hit you. Wow. You can move forward and down a little bit. And you can just fire away. The snake won't hit you, and the beams won't hit you. Wow. Yeah, which I, I, I'm glad that we both had the same experience of, like, playing it genuinely. Mm-hmm. But af- after seeing someone do that, I was like, oh, shit, that would, that's so easy. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm sure, like a, a, like, a kid discovering that would be like, oh, yeah, this yeah. is awesome. I did it. I finally beat it. Yeah, well, that, that's, I guess that's the other thing, too. Yeah, if you're a kid, whether you beat it by maneuvering or beat it by hovering in the safe spot, either way, it's probably pretty cool. Yeah. Or it would have been at the time. Yeah. yeah. But she, uh, she, it's weird because I was like, oh, that's Medusa. But no, when you, when you beat her, uh, the like eye thing falls away and then it's like, it's her. She just like collapses. Yeah. And it's, again, like, sprite. I was going to say like a, a, a pretty like impressive sprite model. Yeah. It's, it's not debatable. Like, Oh, I think she's like wearing something, or like what is it's no, like? Oh, it that's looks Medusa. like Medusa. Yeah, it's it's really awesome. It looks yeah. like when games come out in the modern day and they try to emulate mm-hmm. the graphics from that era, like Shovel Knight. Uh, the graphics in Kid Icarus look like they could have been made by the Shovel Knight team at certain parts. Yeah, yeah. We uh, uh, if you ever uh, played um, uh, Bloodstained, Curse of the Moon, like their NES games. Um, it kind of reminded me of like that, but it like it looks even better because it's like more detailed. It's yeah. like again, well, like you said, like uh, those games try to do it, but this is like, hey, what if we, you know, <laughs> what if we actually did do it because we exist in that fucking time period? <laughs> what a stupid fucking stupid sentence, you idiot, Jordan. <laughs> anyway, shut up, me. <laughs> God. No, I think that's what they said back then. Yeah, fuck me. Well, dude, uh, I think actually, um, Toru. Osawa, who made half this game on his own, I think he did make every, if, if not every single pixel character model, most of them. Like, I think he made Pitt's character model entirely on his own. I think he made, like, uh, the Grim Reaper and all those character models on his own. So, I mean, maybe he's just really, he just had an eye for pixel art at that time and was thinking of it in a way that other people weren't. I don't know. Nice. Well, did you, uh, when you got, what ending did you get? I got, uh, I didn't get, um, big tough man pit ending. Hmm. Um, I got, uh, farmer pit. Oh, I got big tough man pit ending, but I didn't get the best ending. That's, yeah, the, oh wait, there's two big tough. Yes. Cause there's one where you just succeed and you look like pit. Yeah. And then there's one where you succeed and then pit like grows a foot taller and gets ripped there's one where i think there are five endings there's like a couple bad ones i think one of them we get turned into a spec nose which we didn't talk about spec nose i can't wait to talk about spec noses Uh, we can talk about spec nose right now okay well uh so okay we're talking about this game has humor and has like unique stuff there's an enemy in the game that is a nose and a pair of glasses and nothing else. It's Groucho glasses. Yeah, it's just literally floating. Groucho glasses, and they're hovering at you. And there's that's one of the moments in this game where I saw that and I was like, oh, what the fuck? Oh, get away from me! Like, uh, I don't know what that is. Have you never seen a spec nose before? No, I had, but because uh, they were in uh, 
Smash 4, I think, is, is like, Smash Run enemies. Were okay. they not? Am I Probably. I know at least the sprite for them, the spirit for them is in Smash. They're not in Ultimate. subspace. No, series, they? no, they're not no. in subspace. I think they are in, in Smash Run. I think they I think are. You're correct. I've, I'd seen Specnosis before. But you hadn't seen that specific sprite of Specnosis. No, and nor did I know that it was from Kid Icarus. Like, I, I, or maybe I did, but I was surprised to see them in this game. Uh, when I, because I think the first time I saw them, I just walked into a room, which was like a challenge room, and a spec nose appeared and came at me, and then another one appeared, and then five more appeared. There's like ten of them all in this room, and they're all like going in a pattern. Like yeah. it's a set pattern, but you're you're looking at them, and you're like, oh, what the fuck? How am I supposed to maneuver against these? Yeah, it's a combination of like, what the fuck is this? A nose, and then it's like, oh my god, t- ten of these are attacking me at once. But once you like relax, you can just see that they're all moving back and forth, and it's just yeah. overwhelming because there's a lot of them. But they're funny. I love Specnosis. And the fact that that pit can get turned into one is really funny. Yeah, yeah, you, you can get turned into one at the bad ending of the game, which uh, here's another bit of trivia that you get when you watch every Kid Icarus video that is on <laughs> YouTube, uh, all ten of them. There, Do you know what Specnosis is based on? No. Um, Groucho Marx? No, you'd think, but it's right. actually something completely different that really? coincidentally looks a lot like Groucho Marx. Uh, you're familiar with Hip Tanaka? Yes, because he did the music. Yes, Hip Tanaka did the music for Kid Icarus. And if you don't know who um, uh, Hip Tanaka is, you definitely know his music. He did a lot of uh, classic themes, especially from this era. I believe he did the Dr. Mario theme. Uh, I think he, he did the Zelda theme. Um, I don't think he did Metroid, but if you don't know Hip Tanaka, you know his music. He pioneered chiptune and 8-bit uh, music. Um, and apparently he has a very uh, uh, prominent nose and when he was working on this game uh, the development team I guess designed the spec nose enemy after him oh so uh, that's that was in like every fucking Kid Icarus <laughs> video I fucking watched they're like did you know Hip Tanaka has yeah. a nose and so they designed this enemy he looks funny so yeah. Japan was like huh <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it, it's it's cool to think like this this guy who, who left such an imprint on uh, not just Nintendo but gaming in general has this one very funny uh, recognizable enemy based directly on him. So yeah, that's kind of cool. I think you because I'm looking at the endings right now. I wonder which one you got because um, uh, there's I think five endings. The fifth one only appears in Japan where you get turned into a spec nose, um, and they don't have. The best ending, I don't think. I, I, Which the best ending is you get kissed by Palutena. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's when you become buff adult Pit. Yeah, I still became buff adult Pit, but I did not get the kiss. Okay. Because what you need is, in order to get the best ending, uh, you need uh, 99, 99 hearts when you beat Medusa. You need five segments on your health bar, um, uh, and uh, your arrow power has to be five, and you have to have all three of the like extra weapons, like oh, the wow. the rod, the bow, and the flame arrows. Jesus, dude. Um, and I had the hearts, the health, and the weapons, but I did not have the arrows 
So you got the good, not great ending. Yeah, I got the one where Pitt turned into a big, muscly man. Nice. So. I know uh, that ending was actually added for the um, North American and Europe release because... Uh, the one where they kiss. Yes. Um, be, uh, when it was released in Japan, it was so close to the deadline... Really? They, they didn't even have time to add end credits into the game. Wow. So when they released it in other regions, they added end credits and an, another uh, bonus, uh, or another ending. Um, and actually, they ad- they added, in the J- Japanese version of the game, at the ending, it's just character sprites on the screen. There's no, like, backgrounds. Because that's they just didn't have time to put them in. That sucks. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't think... You say Medusa looks great. I don't think Pelotena... Or Pitt look great in this ending. <laughs> I think they look terrible. I think I was shocked how little, how much modern Politana's design seems to resemble this design. Oh yeah, like it. It actually looks like if you look at Palutena in Super Smash Brothers, it's shockingly similar. Yeah, this would, if like you had some artist who was like interpret what you think Palutena yeah. would look like just from the Smash Bros like image, what she would look like in. 8-bit. 8-bit. It would... That's great. They would come back with this, yeah. Yeah. I, I was like... I, and I thought they took a lot of liberties with Palutena when they put her in Smash. I was like, oh, they probably added a bunch of shit to her outfit. But no, she's got, like, shit on her head. Yeah, I'm looking at her right now. She's got the... She's got the crownish thing. She's got the... The staff. She's got the robe on. It's even, like, the robe is, like, crisscrossed. Mm-hmm. Um, Yeah. So yeah, it's just like even her crown, like ish, looks like the same crown. That's what I'm saying. I saw that. And I was like, games. I thought they added that in Smash. You're no. telling me she had that 35 years That's ago? That's weird because you look at Mario, like yeah. original Mario, and you're like, it looks like shit. <laughs> it looks like a blob of nothing. <laughs> yeah, a shitty blob. I mean, it came out man. two years before or a year before in Japan, but it's like <laughs> this guy looks like like not a he, the fucking. This is supposed to be a human? Yeah. No. I, no, dude, I would love to see, like, the original Goomba sprite next to uh, Palutena's original sprite. Like, how much they uh, they advanced with their understanding of sprite uh, art in this, this small amount of Just time. Just a year, yeah. It's crazy. Uh, but no, yeah, great, great pixel art. Uh, you know, fun ending. Uh, you know, I, I would say, before I played this game, I was looking forward to it. And I had a really good time um, playing it. I had the the controls were really fun. I liked the gameplay. I didn't get any conveyance of the RPG system from playing the game. I got it all after the fact when I was reading about it. Um, but uh, you know, I think a lot of games from that era had problems with like conveying what exactly you're supposed to do. Yeah. But, uh, what did you think before we played this game? Were you dreading it at all? So I was dreading it. I was like, I remember texting you and being like, I don't want to fucking play this game um i'm in the process of moving uh and um you stubbed your toe i stubbed my toe you dropped your quarter on the ground i dropped my quarter on the ground yeah i got shot your so your throat is sore my throat's sore your glass is cracked uh i have covid (laughs) and just it's it's like horrible i don't have covid we're being safe it's fine um but uh uh, i was like i don't want to play this because i remember it being hard when i was a kid Mm -hmm. Uh, and uh, I was thinking, like, I'm going to have to put in the passwords, I'm going to have to put it... And then I, like, thought about it, I'm like, I think on Switch it has suspend points. Because I remember on 3DS that also had suspend points. So, like, surely that has suspend points. So I was like, okay, that at least I can make save 
saves. And then I discovered the the rewind, and I was like, oh, this is gonna be like a piece of cake. <laughs> so I, I like I started like listening to the music and like playing the game. Then I was like, let me just like put on a podcast. Then I was listening to podcasts, and I was like chat with friends while playing this, like on on Discord, PlayStation. And I was like, oh, okay, like this is this is like relaxing now because it's almost just like, all right, I'm just playing like a jump and shoot. Yeah. So it was it was so surprisingly. Simple. I mean, you heard me on the last podcast. I was like, playing Kid Icarus, but about like surprisingly, I'm like, this is not that bad. Yeah. It's, dare I say fun? Yeah, when when you have the ability to play it leisurely, mm-hmm. the, the gameplay really stands up. Like and it's not very long. It took me maybe like three four hours. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's it's a uh, it's it's not too long. You can play it with like in basically easy mode where you can just really appreciate what the game has to offer and play at your own pace. Yeah, uh, and the game the gameplay is fun. And it's one thing that I really found myself loving about this game as we were playing it was it was so simple. Like, I was thinking about, this game is difficult, so I was thinking of other, like, modern difficult games, and when you play something like Dark Souls or, like, Elden Ring or whatever, there's stuff on the screen that, like, the graphics are amazing, and then on top of the amazing graphics, there's, like, health bars and, like, uh, the items that you have and maybe some text, whatever. I had a really good time playing this game, feeling like I was being challenged, but not feeling like I was being, cl- the screen was cluttered with shit, like I had to pay attention to a million different things. It was just nice to be, where is Pit? Where is the enemy? Jump and shoot, jump and shoot, jump and shoot. I had a yeah. really good time. It was, it was a good game. Yeah, and the music's really good. Yeah, we didn't really talk about the music, but it is good. It's hard to talk about music without just like me putting it in the, into the show, and I probably won't do that. No, no, no. I mean, I'll, I'll say the music was... Um, of, from this era of music, the, it becomes like nice background noise. Yeah, um, and you had even said like, I thought it was enjoyable. Like, um, obviously, it gets like kind of annoying after like you you listen to it over and over again. But yeah. it's not like it's not like the worst uh, video game music because there's really bad NES music that will go for like a loop of like two seconds mm-hmm. and that will start back up again and this is like just good tunes like the the classic tune for Kid Icarus that you've heard is just good mm-hmm. and, it, and it's like got a good beat to it and then just the other worlds with I had never heard their music but it was like oh alright I think it's pretty good yeah no I, I, I recognize all the songs from Smash I did not because uh, I don't play Smash as much as you they're all in Smash yeah, uh, and I loved Pit's edition in Brawl, so I played a lot of uh, Pit and Brawl and on his stage. Um, but uh, one thing, if you like the music in this game, um, when Kid Icarus was localized from Japan to um, uh, other regions like North America and Europe, um, because the NES cartridge, even with the uh, special chip that Kid Icarus had, it still wasn't as power powerful as the disc system. So one of the things they had to do to um, uh, essentially downgrade the game to fit on an NES cartridge as opposed to a, a Famicom, Famicom disc system was uh, make the music less elaborate. So in the uh, North American version, the music is actually uh, like simplified. There's not as many like notes, not as many subtleties. But if you listen to the Japanese version of the 8-bit music, it's uh, way more... Uh, um, there's way more finesse to it. 
Like it's just basically, essentially it's like a better version of uh, the North American 8-bit music. So uh, if, if anyone likes the music to this game, definitely check out the Japanese soundtrack. Huh. Um, and one other thing I wanted to mention real quick was uh, the um, Kid Pitt uh, was in a TV show. Do you remember this? Who's in in uh, Captain N? Yeah, the Game Master. And uh, do you remember what Pitt was like in that show? No. Oh, he sucked. He sucked balls. He was a little like Cupid cherub character, and he had a speech impediment where whenever he would say things, it would end in Icarus. Oh yeah. So I'd be like, we gotta save the princess Icarus or whatever. Yeah, I I never played played. I never watched. Captain N. I remember just seeing clips of it online. I did watch uh, the parody of Captain N, uh, Taco Man, the game. Oh Master, yeah. Which was canceled because uh, I don't remember what the the person's name who did that found more a more success doing Dead by Daylight cartoons. That, Taco Man oh, is okay. done forever yeah. because of Dead by Daylight. Wasn't I that will never the forgive them. Was, was he was owned by Machinima at the time, and then, uh, I can't remember his name, but he got fucked because of Machinima. Yeah, a lot he, of everybody he really got, got fucked. fucked. Everybody got so fucked. Yeah. Fuck Machinima, fuck you Machinima. Uh, well, uh, uh, too bad we'll ever get another Taco Man, but we do have Pit in... I don't even think they call him Pit, I think they call him Kid Icarus and Captain N, the Game Master. Wow. Because yeah. that was clearly like not made by anyone yeah. who really played video games. They were just like, eh, yeah, just throw this kid like this. But uh, the Eggplant Wizard was also in that show. Really? Yeah, he was one of the main villains. Nice. And uh, this blew my fucking mind. Uh, Pit in Captain N the Game Master, or rather Kid Icarus in Captain N the Game Master. Uh, you watch Smallville, right? Yeah. This wasn't the mind-blowing part, but... Is he voiced by... Uh... Uh... uh the guy who plays Lionel Luther? No, close. That's a good guess. Let me guess it. Uh, <laughs> You're it... not gonna. It's a. It's not a mainstay of Smallville. Oh, really? Well, okay. it's Doctor Hamilton from Smallville. Emil Hamilton. Yeah, he's a, like kind of a main, mainstay. Okay, I mean Doctor Emil Hamilton. Hamilton is a classic supporting Superman character, but I'm not sure how much how prominent he was in Smallville. Uh, I gotta look him up real quick. Uh, and I'll also. Uh, Oh fuck! I didn't write down his name. Let me know that guy's it's, name. Uh, yeah, he, yeah, he's he's been in stuff. He will. There's one thing I read, and I was like, "What the fuck, really?" Uh, it was not this, but he was Prince Nalu in Barbie Fairytopia. Just so you know, uh, so that's that's a very prominent role, Prince Nalu in Barbie it's Fairytopia. Joe Morton. Joe Morton was the voice of Kid Icarus in Captain N. I think. Uh, if it's the same guy, if he played the, the person like throughout it, because um, obviously because that's like a bit part, like a character part. He no, might, I'm pretty. He sure. might not have played it for throughout the entire series. That's true. Uh, I'm fairly certain he played Kid Icarus. Looks the, familiar the entire time, uh, but he. Um, Wait, now I'm looking. We're both looking at our phones. Stephen Hamilton. Introduces Stephen Hamilton. No, excuse me. Emile Hamilton later appears in season eight. Okay, Emile Hamilton. Played by Alessandro Giuliani. 
is the the actor that I'm thinking of, who was. Uh, so he he did play, uh, Pitt. He played Kid Icarus in Captain and the Game Master, and he also fucking played L in Death Note. In the I have not watched Death Note. Oh, dude, I I watched Death Note and it's fucking awesome. He's the voice of uh, L in the English dub of Death Note. Okay. He's also the voice of fucking Kid Icarus in Captain and the Game Master. That's that's weird. That's fucking insane. I was like, fuck, like really? Those are those two roles could not be more different. <laughs> But yeah, that was that was a uh, like Captain and the Game Master is just like an interesting little cliff note in uh, Nintendo's history, and now Kid Icarus's history too. Oh, I'm fucking remembering Neil Hamilton from Smallville and being like, <laughs> I fucking remember the, this guy. You're you're getting he, flashbacks. Yeah, that's Kid Icarus. He fucking it was boring. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, he had sex with Tess. Well, which is uh, which is the sister of Lex Luthor that they made up for that show because Lex Luthor left because he was sick of being on the show well at least they had Tess it was the that's the precursor to um, uh, this uh, Lex's sister that's on Supergirl that I can't remember what uh uh uh, I can't remember the fuck her name. Or the Lexus sister on there. Whatever. Well, that's uh, a small little... A smallville... Small, smallville tangent. A. There you go. Yeah. And uh, that was the only other note that I had about Kid Icarus that I wanted to share. <laughs> was that the voice of that... Of Kid Icarus and Captain N was also L in Death Note. Hey, I mean, that's something. It's Lena Luther, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Oh yeah, Lex Luthor and his sister Lena Luthor. Yeah, they really got creative with that name. Well, at least they like in um, at Smallville they were like adoptive sister uh, Tess Mercer, and like in Supergirl it's Lena Luthor, even though she's also adoptive. I think. I think. I don't remember. I mean, that's no. I don't think she is. Tess Mercer is a better name than Lena Luthor. Yeah, Tess Mercer is a great name. Yeah. But, anyway, uh, yeah. <laughs> Kid Icarus is a great game. Kid Icarus was a lot of fun. Fucking tangents. I, I had fun playing this game with my good friend Jordan. Yeah, we didn't play it like together, but we played it together. We yeah, played it in the same two-week period. Yeah. Um, I would easily go back to this game. You can, because once you beat it, you unlock like New Game Plus. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and if you like didn't collect stuff, it's like still there to try to get like a better ending. Mm-hmm. You start. I think you just start over from the beginning. I I haven't played it, but I, I don't see why it would be anything. But I stayed after the credits and was like, was there anything? And then it just started me like at level one again. I was like, oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. Well, it, and I had all my stuff. And it's, it, there's so many different ways to play. Like, you can play without getting the upgrades. You can get the upgrades. You know, like, uh, you can definitely do a couple different playthroughs of this game. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's if... Uh, and this, like we said, this game's on Nintendo Switch Online. So if you have Switch Online, uh, you can play this game for free. Uh, it's also a fucking 35-year-old 8-bit game. So it's like 1%... It's such a small game by today's yeah. standards. You, you could, can find it on pro- probably any emulator, like, ever. Yeah, it's, it's got to be so easy to play. And it's probably, you can probably buy it. I mean, you can't buy it. I guess the Wii Shop is down, and I think it's on Wii U Shop, so you better hurry. <laughs> or the 3DS Shop, which, at the time of recording this, 
we're like a month or two away from like oh you're never going to be able to add points to your card or to your account ever yeah. again well so. actually the 3ds version of kid icarus is a, i have read i haven't played it but uh, people say it's the best one because uh, they added like a 3d background uh, oh yeah, three. maybe I have that one. Oh, maybe you do. There, it's remember. also um, you can uh, hold the jump button and Pit will like fall a little bit slower. And I think he can even do one little short hop after he jumps. Maybe I do have that version. I feel like I I remember playing that one. People say that's the best way to play this game. And uh, it really sucks that they're shutting that, that down. Yeah, maybe we'll get that port at some point uh, I doubt it system. I yeah. doubt it as well because I don't think they're gonna, they're going to do a 3D system ever again probably not yeah but um, yeah so play Kid Icarus either emulate it because it's like the size of a tweet by today's standards or uh, play it for free on your Switch or buy it in the 3DS shop or buy a Nintendo and hook it up to a CRT and put in your Kid Icarus cartridge and play it yeah uh, do you have anything for us this week, Ryan? Uh, I want to plug two quick videos that I watched about Kid Icarus that were really, really awesome. Yeah. And I think were well made. Uh, the first video is Kid Icarus Retrospective. Uh, S-T-Y-G-I-A-N. Stygian? Stygian? Mm-hmm. Stygian Pit. N-E-S Works. Stygian. Stygian I think it's Pit. Stygian. It's a Jeremy Parrish, NES Works, number 43 on Kid Icarus. Jeremy Parrish, he worked for IGN. Or no, 1UP. 1UP. He, he had the tone of like a video game journalist. He is old school. He made a great video about Kid Icarus, and it was fucking awesome. Uh, definitely check his NES Works out on Kid Icarus. I oh, yeah. a lot. And then the other video was, uh, I don't know anything about these two videos other than just what they are at face value. Uh, but GTV Japan made a video called Kid Icarus 30, a retrospective gaming documentary. And huh. that was also really good. So check those out if you're interested in learning more about this game. Cool. Yeah. So what, what's going on with you? Uh, nothing. I don't really have anything to plug. I, uh, I might have some writing in the future. We'll see. Um, uh, but... Uh, I mean, is there anything that I want to really, like, plug video-wise? Or, like, essay-wise on, on, on YouTube or anything? I don't know. Uh, I, I watched nothing couple, right now. I, I just was looking up Kid Icarus stuff and found those two videos, and uh, they were two videos that uh, departed from the usual trivia that everyone says about Kid Icarus. That's like, uh, <laughs> like... A year ago, I was looking up ALF trivia on online, yeah. and I found like five ALF trivia videos on YouTube, and they all had like the same five trivia facts that are just listed right on the Wikipedia. Did article. you know he likes to eat cats? <laughs> well, the one, <laughs> the one fact they always used was <laughs> what it was on the set of ALF. Uh, <laughs> the the guy who played the dad on ALF. <laughs> Got in. They everyone always phrased it this way in all five videos they wa- I watched. They said the actor who played the dad on Alf did get in a physical alterca- altercation where he punched the puppet <laughs> on set, which he later apologized for. Uh, so yeah, that uh, there's certain trivia that's just like permeating every article where people just make cheap videos to 
capitalize on just regurgitating trivia like they do with Alf. Yeah. So those two Kid Icarus videos I plugged did not do that. Oh, you know what I'll plug, actually? Uh, uh, I think, um, sadly, a, uh, a voice actor died recently. Billy Kometz, who played um, uh, Ferdinand von Eyre in the English version of Fire Emblem Three Houses. Mm-hmm. And he was also, I think, one of the JoJo's from JoJo Bizarre Adventure. Um, and a few other characters. He was in Persona 5, the remake. Uh, not the remake, the Persona 5 Royale, which is the re-release with like extra content. Um, but he passed away recently, uh, like last week, and um, uh, he was only like 35. Oh. Yeah. Um, uh, really talented guy. It was a GoFundMe for like him, uh, and I think he died of prostate cancer so go donate to prostate cancer like uh funds because or go to donate to his gofundme because cancer sucks absolutely yeah that's that's a really good thing to plug and that's just uh is there any time limit on donating to the gofundme i don't think so i think they're just they've already raised what they wanted to raise nice so awesome um yeah or like look out for i don't know what he's plugging or what, it, what he he's dead. So, but uh, I don't know what his friends or relatives are plugging to be like. Hey, go donate to this. This would be better. But uh, he has a GoFundMe and go read about it. So yeah, for sure. That's uh, awesome. Yeah. Um, but if you want to follow us on Twitter, uh, it's and. Uh, what is it? Pod, podcast underscore pixels. I'll never remember that. <laughs> so we and, just brought that up. Yeah, earlier. and uh, I'm on Twitter uh, at Ironheart1183. Um, and uh, I'm on Tumblr at Ironheart1183.tumblr.com. You can read more of my writing. writing. Hopefully, I'll have something up by the next time we record. Uh, do you want to be followed on Twitter at all or on your channel? Uh, you can check out my YouTube channel, Nice Pants, on YouTube. That's pretty good. Um, nice, hopefully nice we'll, we'll be back into the swing of things now that we're done with, like, vacations and stuff. Yeah. We'll see. So, oh, I do have one small update. I did beat King Dice in Cuphead. Ah, uh, wow. I have not beaten Satan yet. But, uh, okay, Satan's tough, but I don't think it's as hard as King Dice. I think King Dice was pretty, like, at the end when he sends his cards at you and you have to parry to jump yeah. over them, that was tough. I, I didn't know that I was supposed to do that right away. I was like, fuck, and I, I died. I knew that I did, but I still sucked at it and took a hit It's hard. every time. Yeah. Uh, um, but yeah, I beat King Dice. <laughs> well, be prepared because the Cuphead DLC comes out in like two weeks. Yeah, yeah. So I'm trying to finish it up before that. Yeah. Um, but we're going to go. But before we go, we're going to do the next game. Uh... Next game that we're going to play is uh, Undertale. I think it's going to be two episodes. I think. Uh, I, I We kind of discussed it uh, briefly, um, but um, uh, the thing with Undertale is that it has like three or four different endings, and you can't get like, I think, two of them or something uh, without. Um, playing through the game at least once. So we have to do at least one playthrough. Yeah. And then if we want uh, options, 
we'll do a, a second play. Yeah, I think what we're, we're what we're gonna do is we're gonna try to um, seal it out, and I I think I think we will do a, a second episode for the second playthrough. Um, nice. Um, but um, just play it through. I'm talking to Ryan now. Just play it through and just play it how you normally would, because I think there's only one way that you can beat it the first time. Cool. So that's your that's the game that we're gonna play is Undertale. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. It's a fun game that I can't really talk about without spoiling. So Well, that'll be uh, fun and uh, I know a lot about Undertale, but I don't know enough to uh, be f- overly familiar with the game, so. Okay, great. Uh, so, be good to each other. We're gonna we're gonna go, uh, and hopefully turn on this AC and not be as hot anymore. Kids have stopped. Hopefully, walking around and talking, and yelling. So that's kind of nice. Uh, have a good weekend, everybody. Bye. Bye. Yeah. I've seen that picture online. I need to hear how the fan sounds. Because oh. we haven't done this with uh, the AC on. And I imagine it's going to be picked up. It's going to sound like shit. I mean, we could always do it. Um, I could turn it off. Yeah, we could turn but it it's going to get like into 90 degrees in here then. That'll motivate us to be concise and well spoken. Um, I'm like that every single day of my life. Come on! I'm only like that when it gets hot. When it's cold, I prattle on about nothing. You sent uh, everything from Siri. Were you just being lazy? Yes. <laughs> you could you could see that it was sent from Siri. Oh yeah. my god. Oh my god. Oh, I feel guys. so embarrassed now. <laughs> I didn't know that. Oh. I wouldn't Look, have done that. What you think? Siri and I are just friends. Uh, they have General Grievous's brain. Yeah. Why did they need to draw that out? I don't know. Do they draw it or is it animated? No, it's his real brain. <laughs> it's, it's a photo of his brain. It looks like it's like created, like not. Wow. Yeah, that looks animated. Yeah, that. It's weird seeing like General Grievous, and then seeing the the like, what are they called? The Nemoidians. And those are costumes, and General Grievous is a CGI character. Yeah. Side by side. You can really tell the difference. Yeah, especially like this era, CGI characters and costume characters look so different. I, I still think the CGI in Star Wars is, is is good, and they constantly go back and try to improve it. Yeah, I, I think General Grievous looks great. Like honestly, yeah. that's the shot in Episode Three when it's a close up of his eyes before he fights Obi Wan uh, Kenobi. Mm-hmm. That shot looks amazing, even by today's standards. Yeah. I think that looks fantastic. You should have been on the Star Wars episode. I actually enjoyed um, listening to you guys talk about it. Yeah, you hadn't uh, you hadn't listened to the show before, or you had? No, I, I had. I never. It was nice to listen to it and not know what was going to be discussed. Like, uh, yeah, where are they going to go with it? And I had never played that game, so uh, that was cool to see. It's on Game Pass if you ever get it. Or you could probably find it for like a dollar a game disc replay. I mean, yeah, that's... Uh, honestly, finding a disc edition for 360 would feel less 
inconvenient to me as opposed to trying to download that game pass. Really? That's how backwards my brain is. Yeah. Well, you were like, I have to download this update to Halo the other day. I was like, yeah. eh. But I guess for me, I'm getting 100 down on mine, and I put it in rest mode the entire time, so yeah. it usually downloads everything right away. I realized I do, um, I put it in rest mode, but the plug that it's plugged into, I'm constantly plugging and plugging shit into it, so I might as well oh, just yeah. power it off. My, uh, the, that plug over there, one of those switches is for that, which doesn't really make much sense to me, because I don't see where you would put a TV in here, unless you put it against this wall, but then where would you put a couch? Sure, sure. Um, so, uh, I was like, okay, if there's supposed to be, like, you know, a, like a lamp right there or something, like, what, again, where are you supposed to put a TV? There? But then if you want, like, a couch, like, you gotta put it, like, kind of curved here, because you can't put it over there, because that's where the AC unit is, you're gonna block it. Right. Well, even then, it's like, you've got a couch in the, the corner against the wall by the door, and it's pretty far from the TV, and the way like, I feel like if the TV's on that wall, the couch ideally would be here. But even then, it's weird to like cut the room in half with a couch. Yeah. I mean, I know people who have like couches that are like like this, and then they go out like this. Yeah. The, the like the Jeff owl. has one like that. Yeah, I like those kinds of couches. I do too. I might buy one of those for the new apartment, but again, I don't know what the heck my budget's gonna be. It's gonna be like nothing. Because my, I gotta pay more. I wasn't paying that much for this place when my brother was living with me. But I'm paying like nearly double. You've got a couch, you've got a table. You've got the basics. It's just a matter of Yeah, I just gotta save money. But I think, I really do think that the next thing is gonna be a computer. So, hopefully. Yeah, that's... We'll see. It's like... Makes you need to plug like, well, I, if I get a computer, then I can do a bunch of other things easier, which will give me more time to do other things to then save money further. It's yeah, a, it's a process. Okay.